Toby Ellis with the latest news for Pembrokeshire. A Saunders footman was killed after being hit by a train when a prank involving laying between the tracks went wrong. An inquest is heard. The body of 44-year-old Paul Anthony Hart was found on the railway line near his Valley Road home on July 15th this year. The inquest heard he may have got an adrenaline thrill from cheating death by laying between the tracks as trains passed over him. At the November 15th inquest, coroner's officer for British Transport Police John Wilson said Mr Hart of... uh, Two Middle Hill was struck at 9.48am by the train travelling towards Tembe. The train was accelerating up to 50 miles an hour at the time. The driver seeing Mr Hart on the line near the Valley Road Railway Bridge at the last moment. Emergency brakes were applied but the driver felt the sickening impact. Mr Hart was later identified by a local police community support officer who had regular contact with him. A tablet, an electronic device containing short clips of Mr Hart standing alongside the line together with searches for train times was found nearby. A post-mortem report by Dr John Murphy found an alcohol level of roughly three times the drink-drive limit in Mr Hart's blood, along with a low level of diazepam. Dr Murphy gave the cause of death as multiple injuries sustained in the collision, reaching a conclusion of death by misadventure. HM Coroner for Pembrokeshire Mike Layton said Paul Anthony Hart seemed to get a thrill from laying on a railway track. On this occasion, the train has made contact with him, causing a fatal injury. Mr Hart seems not to have fully recognised the dangers in doing this. Our ports here in Pembrokeshire could be cut out of the European haulage routes if the UK leaves the EU without a deal, according to representative of Ireland's trucking industry. A no-deal Brexit would be a travesty for the Welsh ports. Verona Murphy, president of the Irish Road Haulage Association, has told Parliament's Welsh Affairs Select Committee on Monday, November 12th. Representatives of haulage organisations answered the committee's questions on the future of transporting goods after the UK leaves the EU, either with or without a deal. Miss Murphy told the committee alternative shipping routes were being put in place in case of a no-deal scenario. This includes various routes, including Fishguard and Pembroke. Miss Murphy said the facilities were not yet developed, something which should be discussed. And the finalists for the 2018 Sport Pembrokeshire Awards have been announced. The judging panel considered the 192 nominations and has named the 43 finalists following a selection meeting earlier this month. Ben Fields, current manager of Sport Pembrokeshire, said once again the quality of the nominees was enormously high and it was a challenge to narrow it down to the finalists in each category. We're very pleased that people took the time to nominate so many deserving winners. All 43 finalists will be invited to a grand presentation ceremony at Folly Farm on Friday the 30th of November where the winners will be announced. The ceremony will also reveal the winners of two further categories, the Lifetime Achievement Award awards and the chairman's special achievement awards the awards are organized by sport pembrokeshire pembrokeshire county council sport development section the awards aim to recognize those people who have excelled in sport over the last 12 months who have given their free time to coaching and organizing grassroots sport i'm toby ellis you're up to date with the latest news for pembrokeshire for pembrokeshire from pembrokeshire pure west radio
competitions and local news, follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Pure West Radio. I always say what I'm feeling. I was born without a zip on my mouth. Sometimes I don't even mean it. It takes a little while to figure me out. I like my coffee with two sugars in it. High heels and my jewelry dripping. Drinking, I get all fired up. Hey, hey, hey. Insecure, but I'm working with it. Many things that I could get rid of. Ain't nobody give it up. I made a few mistakes, I regret it nightly. I broke a couple hearts and I wear them my sleep. My mama always said, do your trouble And now I wonder, could you fall for a woman like me? And every time we touch, boy, it make me feel weak.
Hi guys, it's Mark Llewellyn here. Welcome to my show on Pure West Radio. It is going to be awesome and I'm interviewing a lot of very high achieving people and it is on Sunday 8 till 9 o'clock. Tune in to Pure West Radio.
live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio.
Hi, it's Mark Llewellyn here. It's about time we heard another interview on Pure West Radio with successful people. Here I am with the 2014 Adventurer of the Year, Sean <laughs> Conway. And Sean has just broken a world record, and it is from Land's End to John O'Groats. Sailing, yeah. Sailing <laughs> from Land's End to John O'Groats. That was... Uh, that was a crazy 83 hours and 53 minutes. <laughs> 83 hours, 53 yeah. minutes. Which is 15 hours slower than we were hoping. Uh, so the record's totally doable. If anyone wants to break it, it's up for grabs. Go for it. Matt Dix, get on your sailing boat and have a go with that, mate. How much sleep did you get? You know what? Like, uh, there was three of us on, on board, so which is one more than you probably needed. You could probably only needed two for that crew. Uh, for that sale, but actually, it was it was a friend of mine um, who had the idea, and he just needed a, a third person to help out, make it a bit easier. So, I mean, you 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 get quite a lot actually, like four or five hours a night, four hours a night probably. So it's actually quite a lot. I mean, because normally you're only getting about an hour and a half. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. You've done so many challenges, mate. My mate Hugh Phillips is well impressed, and he was the person that put me on to you straight away. He said, <laughs> "Thank Mark, you, Hugh." Check. Hugh Phillips, you're the man. Um, check this man out. And then one of the things that really impressed me, um, obviously I do a little bit of ultra distance running. You, there's people that do Ironmans and things like that. Your, your flipping triathlon, mate, you swam the length of Britain. Yeah. You ran the length of Britain and you cycled the length of Britain. Yeah. Now let me tell you how far I would have got if I would have got in that sea. I'd be, I'd, I would be fish food right now after the first 500 <laughs> meters I'd be under Mate. how how were you always a good swimmer in no school? I mean I had to swim at school because that was you had to it was yeah. compulsory so I knew how to do all the strokes but I had no sea swimming experience um, but you know all that that was all sort of the sideline stuff because actually the real the real sort of reason I finished the swim wasn't my swimming ability it was just the belief that I knew this swim was possible um, yeah. and that belief was much more of a, a positive, like a positive thing, than than just being a good swimmer. You know, you can be the best swimmer in the world. But if you don't believe it, you're going to fail. Uh, so you know, a rubbish swimmer who really believes it and has that passion and, and all that sort of thing to prove a point and to prove people wrong. Because many people have said it wasn't possible. Uh, is way stronger than than that your your sort of skill, I guess. So a lot of it is down to belief in yourself. Totally. Confidence, resilience, not giving up, not listening to the naysayers, don't let the buggers get you down. Um, you know, and that, that, that was it. You know, that was the, the thing that kept me going in, in the times of tough, you know. I can't believe that you had any naysayers, mate. <laughs> is that, it's really, did people say you couldn't have been done? But the thing is, what you would achieve had never, ever been done before. So the odds on... You yeah, know, you weren't exactly. a champion swimmer from no, school, exactly. and so they were like, "This is impossible." And you know what? Actually, I, I, now that I've sailed it <laughs> yeah. yesterday, um, I can see why. You know, I had no seagoing experience, and I really didn't know what I was expecting. So part of it was naivety, which worked in my favour. Um, and you know, actually, because sailing it this week kind of made me just realise, "Wow, I swam this." Gee, <laughs> you know, the, the bays we would sail across <laughs> yesterday. I were huge and then but I seem to remember when I swam it I, they just didn't seem that big but I guess you know four and a half months at sea 900 mile swim a three mile bay which is massive it's like wider than yeah. central London uh, in the grand scheme is actually quite a small bay so I think it's just your perspective changes you know 
It's insane, mate. It's insane, <laughs> but good insane. I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm not inspired by this man. I started to, to, to grow my own little ginger beard here. It's not quite up to Sean's standard. But, um, you got another two years, mate. I had my two-year beard anniversary three days ago. And you started this because because you, you get we'll get onto this in a minute. Yeah. Stung by jellyfish, yeah. but the, the, I've um, it is a well-known fact that people with ginger in their beard are much better in bed. Can you confirm that fact? <laughs> Can you confirm that? No comment. Ah. <laughs> well, you but you were jellyfish. You were getting stung in the face, so you thought. Well, I didn't think, I just realized when mine was about your length, I just, it wasn't, I wasn't feeling the pain as much. Yeah. And I soon realized that actually I'd, I'd get stung and I'd see the tentacles stuck on the outside of my facial hair and they weren't touching the skin, so job done. So I thought, right, that's it, I'm going to just grow it big uh, from then on. And then I realized uh, it gave me superpowers. You got superpowers <laughs> like Superman, mate. <laughs> Not quite, but yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I like about Sean is he's just very down to earth. We just met up, you know. He's, it was far more important people than me, but he sort of met up with me. And we're in Re just at the back end of Regent Street having a beer. <laughs> and um, my mate, uh, Matt, he has a question. What does Matt have to say? Matt has to say... <laughs> Um, you went from going from the security of leaving your job or your business um, to doing all these adventures. Uh, adventures. It's a big scary thing for most people. How do you get your head around that when you haven't got like five million quid? Yeah, so I had a pound to my name because I sold my business for a pound. Um, but you know what? You don't. Firstly, when you find your passion, you don't need as much money to be happy. And secondly, you know, I was so miserable in life. The life I'd led, I'd given myself and made for myself, I was so miserable. I had nothing to lose by just going all in for something crazy. Um, and so in a way it was easy for me because I really had no other option. I, I feel bad for the people who are a bit comfortable but not necessarily unhappy but aren't happy, you know. Comfort kills ambition and, and those are the people I worry about, you know. Uh, and for me it was a bit easier because I really was at rock bottom. So. I just needed to do anything, so I cycled to Australia and back. <laughs> just a little old jaunt to Australia <laughs> and back. Do you know what? That's really significant. What you said there about comfort kills ambition. So I was I was with a former girlfriend. We had the big house, one of the nicest areas in my sort of place. I was like, shit, man, I'm getting really comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but the relationship didn't uh, end up. She's a lovely girl. All my girlfriends, they're all lovely girls. They've got all good stuff to say about them. All my ex-girlfriends. But um. I was just comfortable and, for example, I, there's no way I would be talking to you, there's be no way I'd be talking to some of the amazing people I've been talking to lately, you know, I was just Mr. Comfortable. Um, <laughs> so that's, you, you think that comfort is a massive danger? Massively, especially, you know, because it, it makes you not give up, I don't want to be mean to people who, who <laughs> are comfortable, but it kind of makes you, you know, if, you, if you're just comfortable, you kind of don't really kind of, you know, think of something new or creative, um, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. If, if you don't need anything, you don't invent anything, you know, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm always a big fan of, of, of becoming a, bettering yourself in every way. So, you know, becoming, learning a new language or, or something, learning something, learning You're a skill. You're going to learn Welsh, aren't you, mate? <laughs> Shemai. <laughs> well, I can't speak Welsh either, I'm Welsh. But my, 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 my son's mother, he said, Mark, do you want to go to the Welsh class? I said, get him in there. 
because they can pick up other languages. Totally, and it just oh. changes the way you, your, your brain works, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I speak two other languages, both of them are useless. Zulu and Afrikaans, I mean, like, I've never, <laughs> I've never spoken them in 15 years, but it, it, it makes your brain work slightly differently, and that's good. How the heck did you learn Zulu, mate, and why? I grew up in Zululand in Africa. Right. Yeah. So it, I was, you know, surrounded myself in the Zulu tribal community, because that's where I lived. And, yeah. and you just, it's necessity, you know, you have to learn it, otherwise you don't get by. <laughs> and when did, you, when did you move to the UK? Because you've got a little bit of a posh accent, mate. You've got, you've got the wild man look, but I got a... So my, it, it, my, the reason I have that is my business partner was from Jersey for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. But um, I moved here 11th of February 2002. So, yeah, but my family was from England and Ireland. Uh, yeah. So I have sort of, I have an Irish passport, uh, but my, my gran was born in London. So I feel very British and English. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I kind of felt as if I should be in England, even throughout my childhood in Africa. It just, you kind of, you know, you, you, you support the Queen and you, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you just feel part of, you know, you sing British songs It's at pretty school. cool. So We've got a pretty cool country, haven't we? This country's amazing. That's why I've done it four times, you know, in different ways, because every yeah. time it surprises me. I think, you know, I've done Land's End, John and Groats four times now. Surely I've seen it all, but no, every single time something surprises me. Come on over to West Wales, mate. We love Jordan Pembroke, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I swam to Pembroke. Oh, Pembrokeshire on the swim, so I went from oh, right, Devon yeah. across to, to Pembrokeshire. But you were doing the swim, and now your, your plan of action was to, you swam from uh, Land's End, John O'Groats, but you thought on the way there, you just thought to myself, I'm just going to go to Ireland. Yeah, I blame the Welsh beer. <laughs> the Welsh beer sent them off. Yeah, there was a couple, couple. It was a heavy night after we crossed the Bristol Channel, and uh, that, yeah, that may have been a deciding factor, if I'm honest. But uh, no, actually, logistically, weather-wise, it was the best choice because you, you get into the shelter of Ireland, um, and then you don't have to do big crossings later, and then you're in Scotland. So it wasn't that you just wanted to get away from Welsh people. Mate. <laughs> well, yeah, no comments again. <laughs> just kidding. Love you, Wales. <laughs> Um, biggest keys to success. Give me three big keys to success. Passion, resilience, um, and stubbornness. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. What's the biggest um, enemy, if you like, of um, failure? What's What's the thing that will most likely make somebody fail? Um, That's a good oh. question, isn't it? No, because no, there's, there's, there's posh English yeah. person. <laughs> Now there's, there's loads of reasons because you've got to define failure. What is failure? You know, like so when I got injured, attempting my first my first attempt to run Britain, you know, I got injured. So, you know, yes, I failed the attempt, but that was through injury. You know, um, so I had no control over that. And for me, I could have carried on. Yeah, I probably could have carried on in pain, and I could have been resilient, and I could have done loads of. You know, I could have made it, but I would have probably ruined my career as a, as an adventure athlete. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are some times you, where you just need to realize maybe it's time to tap out. You know, like in my old career, you know, I, I should have tapped out years before. So, you know, failure is not a, not a black and white thing because um, sometimes, you know, you should reevaluate. You know, if you're climbing a mountain and you get to an icy bit, you know, you can struggle for five years trying to climb up the slippery icy bit, whereas actually, if you went down a bit across to the other side, there's no ice and you climb up the other way, you're still going to get to the mountain and you'll do it quicker by yeah. going backwards. So, you know, 
I wouldn't always think of failure as this big negative thing because actually sometimes it's 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 it you know makes you refocus and and find something else. But I think if 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 you took out all external factors that you have no control over, um, I think people lose passion uh, and give up give up too quickly, um, thinking that maybe their body or mind can't hack it. Whereas actually, if they'd carried on, they would have realised, wow, actually, the human body and mind is an fascinating, incredible thing. You know, the fact that you know I'm five foot eight. I wasn't very good at sports at school. Um, you know, if I can do the length of Britain swimming, cycling, and running, uh, then anyone can do anything. Honestly, trust me. If I can do it, <laughs> you can do it. Anyone can do it. So the problem is, I think people maybe give up too early, thinking they can't. Whereas actually, the reality is they they can. So. Basically, from school, nobody thought that you were going to go on to be this famous. Oh, not adventurer. even school. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, for ten years, I didn't join a gym, didn't do any sport, nothing. Through my entire twenties, so I only yeah. started this when I turned thirty. It's incredible, mate. It really is. <laughs> it's so it's so crazy how we're just out here in the street and the lot. Just off Carnaby Street. It's we're lovely. It's Christmassy and festive. Oh, it's just lovely. When, uh, in fact, if if adventure doesn't work out for me, um, I could just be Santa. You could be could, Santa, like, mate. You could be shopping centre Santa deals. Yeah. But you're going. I'm meeting my mate Sam Hardy. Uh, we're gonna have a little walk around the Star Wars. The Star Wars premiere now coming up tonight. You're off to your Land Rover. I'm off Rover, to Land Rover. Mate. Yeah. Yeah. That should be a fun night. It's it's all go. Um, one of the things my mate Matt asked me. I got Matt. You might as well take the flame in. Same Matt. Mate. Same Matt. Yeah. Matt, Where is he? Why is he not here? Why is he not here? He's looking after diplomats in my faces, but he's like he wanted to be here. But we've had people coming up asking Sean for his autograph, photos, and stuff like that. So it's how do you handle that? You know, with people coming up to you saying because you're very recognisable. Very recognisable. I don't do myself any favours. Um, you know what? I, I love it because actually I have this this message of you know do you can do whatever you want to do in life you know the, the greek all the greek philosophers all agreed on one thing they disagreed on a lot but they all agreed on one thing that there should be a, a, a meaning or an end to life and it should be called happiness right and i think we forget that and i feel i'm i feel slightly socially responsible having found happiness yeah. to try and help other people get happy and and realize their capability and their true potential on this planet while we rent our space here for a very short time, right? So, you know, that's just part and parcel of it and, and coming my way. Um, but, you know, I have to admit, I, I'm quite a, a, a private guy, you know, I live on my old boat on the River Seven uh, and try and keep to myself. So, you know, it is, it is quite strange for me because all of a sudden in the last six months, really, I've been able to sit here and you know, pick my nose and <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite strange for me because actually in the last six months it's it's gone gone a bit crazy. You know, everyone I'm quite recognisable and get stopped in the street, but it's great because actually it means that I'm, my message is hopefully getting out there to people um, yeah, is, and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Let me tell you something, mate. If that guy in the background is photobombing our shop, mate, have you ever seen a person interviewing you <laughs> go and beat someone with a stick? <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. <laughs> no, I'm joking, mate. It's great, we've got a few photo bombers. Yeah. What's the, um, who inspires you? The, in fact, I, I want to touch on what you just said there. Greek philosophers, yeah. Aristotle, Plato, uh, Socrates, stuff like that. Um, do you read much stuff like that, like them and Confucius and... No, but I, I, I'm more, I, I'm into Stoicism. Um, the Stoic philosophers all agree, agreed 
that we should all try and live consistently with nature. Um, yeah. And if, if there's something out of your control, you, that shouldn't really affect your day-to-day uh, happiness or enjoyment of life, you know, and that sort of thing. I don't agree with all of it. Well, I, I'm sorry, no, I, don't, I don't relate to a lot of Stoicism, but there's a certain huge element of it that is quite sort of resilient. You just get on with it, right? Um, uh, so I am. I, like, I do. I do enjoy reading up on it. Um, but I'm not really into all those classic, cheesy, motivational one-liners and all that jazz. Hey, mate, I like this. <laughs> I like the cheesy, motivational one-liners. No, it's great. I mean, yeah, well, you know, it's just not my thing. But, I, you know, some people, some people are quite visual and, and quite um, extrovert and bounce off other people's yeah. things. So, you know, if, if having a poster of, of something that re- you relate to on your wall yeah, gets you out of bed, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I've got a poster of Shell Cole on my wall, mate. I haven't <laughs> really. I've got a poster of a, a Land Rover Defender. <laughs> a Land Rover, Cheryl Cole versus a Land Rover yeah, Defender. Yeah. Which one would you take? <laughs> um, mate, there's a lot of se- I, I'm involved with a lot of secrecy with these, with all my friends and the special forces and stuff like that. And like, my Ollie and Foxy and Colin, all these guys. Now, I'm trying, I'm trying to get the secret to his next adventure. Is there any Not gonna clue? Happen, mate. It's no, there's no. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the, the clue, right? So, an Iron Man takes a normal Iron Man takes what, like four, twelve hours, four, fifteen hours? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, the, the guys, I some of the guys down in Pembrokeshire, because it happened yeah. to Tenby there. It's like a lot of the guys, 12, 13, 14 yeah, okay, hours. Yeah. So that's. I've got one plan that takes three months. A three-month iron. <laughs> yeah. so, and it's all self-supported, so. Yeah. Now you're going to be in the sea a lot, mate. So um, I assume you're getting your protein from jellyfish. Is that right? Plankton, mate. Plankton. This is what this is for. Just like hoovers up plankton as I go along. <laughs> do, you, do you think that you will keep the beard and everything for a while? Yeah, I'm too lazy to shave. Yeah. Is it itchy, mate? Cause I'm uh, no, you're at the you're at the itchy stage, though. Oh, just just go back. Yeah. No, no, you leave it. You just need to leave it for like another month, and then you'll be fine. I tell you what, mate. The next time I do an interview with you, <laughs> I gotta, I, we gotta shoe off, not because I'm too busy, because this man is a busy, busy, busy <laughs> man, right? Yeah. But the next time I interview you, I'll make sure I've got a huge beard. You like better, you. mate. I, mine's gonna be touching the floor. Mate, and I, uh, <laughs> Sean, Con- oh, how can people um, see your stuff? Ah, uh, you know what? Yeah, no, Instagram. I like Instagram. Let's go with Instagram. That's my favourite sort of social media platform. I, I used to be a photographer, so I like doing yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah, Conway underscore Sean on Instagram. Go, go there. That's the that's the fun one. Yeah. Go to Sean Con- Conway on Instagram. And I tell you what, Sean has been so nice. He signed some a book here, so it is hell and high water. Look at that! Yeah. Can you see this man coming out like a superhero? He's like a superhero <laughs> coming out of the water. So we're going to do a competition. My little baby boy Leon is going to pick the winner of that. So if you Amazing. click on the like button, um, I'll put you in the draw, and then he randomly clicks. So you great, know. love it. Yeah. But, um, 
I think that's everything, mate. I think that's everything <laughs> I've got for you. Sean Conway, it has been an absolute honour. Thank you, mate. And a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Come on, bring yeah. it in. <laughs> Thanks Cheers, very dude. much, mate. <laughs> Catch you later. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen, home to the famous Pembrokeshire Carvery. We are open six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday, serving tasty and homemade dishes with daily specials. All of our dishes are prepared from fresh, and if you have a sweet tooth, we have a delicious selection of homemade desserts. The Bush Inn is a family-run business, and we guarantee a service with a smile. So be sure to pop in and say hello. It's steak night every Saturday, and with a carvery every Wednesday and Sunday, booking is essential for the Sunday sitting. Call 01834 860 778 or visit com. Family and food is what we do. The Bush Inn, Robuston Wathen. Is there something missing in your education history? Maybe you feel you're not fulfilling your potential. Pembrokeshire College offer degree routes and higher apprenticeships in a number of subjects, meaning you don't need to leave Pembrokeshire to get a degree-level qualification to further your career. With funding and part-time delivery available, you can fit study around your work and family commitments. Industry-experienced lecturers, great facilities and lots of support staff mean an excellent experience, all on your doorstep. Progress your career with a degree-level qualification or a higher apprenticeship at the college. Call us today on 01437 753 000 for an informal chat and to find out how we can help you. Pembrokeshire College, we're here to make a difference. Have you lost your cat? Uh-oh, steady kitty. Has your neighbour's much-loved dog gone missing? Uh-oh, oh no. <laughs> well, don't worry, we're here to help. The Pet Finder on Pure West Radio features lost and found animals across Pembrokeshire every week at 9.30am and 5.30pm. If you have an animal to get featured, email the details to studio at purewestradio.com. <laughs> okay. The Pet Finder on Pure West Radio. How does it feel when you stop smoking? Brilliant, I've finally quit. I feel like I've got my life back. I was so proud of myself. I feel a lot richer. It feels good. I just feel fitter and healthier. I felt much happier. It's an amazing feeling when you stop smoking. With the help of NHS Smoke Free, you could experience that feeling for yourself. Our range of support tools, which includes face-to-face guidance from advisors, helps maximise your chances of success. Go online now and search for Smoke Free. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, see the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio. Time goes by so slowly, time goes by so slowly, time goes by so slowly, time goes by so slowly.
Hi, it's Mark Llewellyn here on Pure West Radio, listening to my show at 8 till 9 o'clock on Sunday evenings. If you know any successful people that you'd like me to interview, just give me a little tweet at Mark Llewellyn. Hold up, if you wanna go and take a 
wrap from me Mark Llewellyn I shall be back next Sunday from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock on Pure West Radio with another interview from somebody very successful tune in to Pure West Radio have a great evening take care guys 24 Carat Hire Services are based in West Wales and provide marquee hire outdoor stage wedding marquees mobile bar sound and lighting we've won the welsh national wedding awards category of best outside wedding company in wales in 2015 and 2016 voted by our happy brides and grooms our professional and friendly crew will work closely with you to ensure everything runs smoothly get your free quote today by calling us on 01239 or visit www.24caratpromotions.co.uk Hey, John, you look like you're ten years younger, mate. What have you been up to? Cheers, George. Glad you noticed. I've been down to Broblades at 14 Picton Place, Haverford West, next to Iceland. They really know how to look after a fella. I had a haircut, tidied up my beard, and I didn't need to make an appointment. You can also have a shave, nose, and earwax too. And they have hot towels. Where was that again, John? Broblades, on Picton Place. Speak to them nicely, and they'll even get you a coffee while you wait. Excellent. I've got a wedding to go to next week, and I could do with some first-class pampering. Broblades, open seven days a week, Monday to Saturday, 9am until 7pm. And 10am until 4pm on Sundays. Broblades, on Picton Place. That change for life is all about small changes to help make us and our families healthier. Like, a lot of food contains more sugar than you might think, and eating too much can make us put on weight, which may lead to heart disease, type 2 diabetes and even cancer. Making sugar swaps is a great way to stay healthy, and it's so simple. Instead of sweets, swap them for fruit. And for fizzy drinks, try no added sugar or sugar-free ones. Just check the label. It's easy to be food smart. For more help with sugar swaps, search Change for Life online. West Radio. I should grow up someday, cause I got bills to pay. I can't be waking up at someone else's place. I know I drink too much, can't pay my 
rent this month I should be saving up But I just We don't do the wine. Crush dinner, Crush dinner. Top, spinner. top spinner, cool clean, front grilling. Got paid, hop G5 faded. Rope chain shell toes, wave you like a sailboat. When you hit a hand, there you go. Montana with the funky sound. Cigala got the London sound. I should grow up, they say. Stuck in my glory days. I know there's nothing wrong. It's just a passing phase. And when I've had my fun, I swear I'll be someone. I know that day will From Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio.
said you're dancing like a naked Or it's almost like we're sexing Oh yeah Yeah, boo, I like it You know I can't deny it But I know you can tell I'm excited Ooh, girl Yeah